Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman. Post-fight thoughts. Dun-dun-dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie. 2006 so the old dog did it he pulled out the split decision win over the previously undefeated champion keith thurman i highlight or i emphasize i should say split decision because i personally believe it was a unanimous decision i just don't see how you can score that fight for thurman even by one point 114 113 with a knockdown. I personally thought Thurman probably won three rounds. The max I could see somebody giving him is five. And then when you include the knockdown, how the hell do you get to a 14-13 score? It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, you're going to hear the same thing. The judges got it right. The right guy won and blah, 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 blah. But when we do that, guys, we're giving these horrible officials a pass each and every time we gloss over and excuse these people they're either corrupt or inept i've been saying this forever you're either corrupt or you're inept you simply can't be in the sport as long as glenn feldman has been in the sport and not know how to score boxing if you truly honestly do not know how to score a freaking boxing round especially in a fight like this that in my opinion they were very clear rounds that he won and the clear rounds that he lost you shouldn't be in the sport so i tweeted out maybe we should be checking this dude's bank account because it's just ridiculous it happens time and time again it gives boxing a black eye over and over again. It's not going to do a lot here because Pacquiao won. The headlines are going to be that Pacquiao won. But anybody that watched that fight knows it was not a split decision. Knows if you're being generous, you're giving uh, Keith Thurman five rounds. And that's including the knockdown. He simply cannot win a 14-13 decision. If you watch this fight with your eyes open, he he can't possibly win this fight. So... I guess that's neither here nor there. I doubt it's going to stop. I tweeted out too. Uh, how come judges don't have ringside monitors, right? How I, I don't like this. Oh, it depends on the angle. And uh, the fighter's ass was in my face the whole time. I mean, we've heard these excuses over and over again. Same thing with noise-canceling headphones. Why don't they wear them? This eliminates this bullcrap argument about crowd influencing the judges. Take it away. Listen. It's just like instant replay, which at least Nevada is doing that now. But like in the UFC, they have this rule outside of Nevada where they're using it. But as soon as they use it, the fight is over. How stupid is that? At least in Nevada now, we're getting into this ability to use the technology that we have in 2019. This isn't the 1800s. They can pull up these clips faster than you can blink your eye. There's no reason for us to be sitting here with this kind of ability to review fights, review punches, review if it's a headbutt, review if it's a knockdown. I mean, 
to to get every single possible angle. You guys know you watch it on television. How do we have a better angle than the people scoring the fight? That doesn't even make sense. How can we see every single tiny detail, including replays? And the judges are over there with pen and paper like it's the 1800s looking at some guy's shorts half the time, moving their head left and right like they're dodging punches. It's ridiculous. Needs to change. I often wonder why it doesn't change and why it takes so long to change. And that goes right into the conspiracy theory that they don't want it to change. If you wanted to change right this second tomorrow, the technology is there. You can put monitors in front of all three judges, throw some head uh, noise-canceling headphones on them, and boom. You just improve the entire system that quick, that easy. But it won't happen, right? It'll take this committee, that committee. We're going to try this out and test this out and do this and do that. Why? You have to ask yourself why. So back to the fight. Obviously, Pac started really good. The knockdown, he needed that apparently. But he was just too fast for Keith. Freddie Roach had said that the entire time. He's just too fast. Keith is too slow and the speed's going to be the difference. And for the most part that was. Obviously Pack was packing a big enough punching power there that he dropped Thurman and he kept Thurman honest. Thur- Thurman even when he was walking forward he felt those punches. Even late in the fight I believe it was the 11th round. 10th or 11th round he got hit with that body shot and buckled over. Keith has been hurt to the body before. It's amazing to me that other opponents haven't noticed this this is at least two times off the top of my head where i've seen him visibly physically hurt to the body opponents future opponents take notice hit the dude to the damn body so pack looked really good i thought he did slow down in the second half of the fight he went more defensive his punch output dropped but he's 40 gonna be 41 years old man i mean you really can't harp on his performance at all i thought it was a clear ud even though there were signs that, of course, he's not the prime Pacquiao. And we talked about that in the pre-fight podcast. And if you want to listen to that icon, upper right corner, if you're listening to this on YouTube, click it. It'll bring you back to that podcast. But we said he wasn't a prime pack. But that doesn't mean that he still didn't pick Thurman at the correct time. We mentioned this going into that fight that out of the champions, when you're talking about Crawford and Spence and even Porter, you got Garcia, you get Thurman, all these guys, these top guys that are floating around the top. Thurman, they picked Thurman for a reason. And it's not because Thurman wasn't legit. It's not because he wasn't a young, powerful fighter. He is. He's all those things. But I don't think Thurman is what he was before the layoff. You've got two fights now, the Lopez fight and then the Manny Pacquiao fight, which he officially lost. He just doesn't seem to be 100%, whether it's a mental thing, a physical thing, whether his heart's not 100% in it. I'm not quite sure what it is, but he just doesn't seem to have that same oomph that he had before. Could be because of the surgery and the layoff and he's just still shaking the rust. Or it could be he's never going to be back to what he was. These last two fights, he's looked mediocre. I mean, a lot of people were talking about how well Pac did. But you have to talk about how bad Thurman looked. For most of the fight, he looked really bad. Like I said, I thought he lost to UD. He did win a few rounds there. I won't argue too much past three, maybe four rounds. Five's really pushing it for me. But to win, you know, a handful of rounds against a 40-year-old guy, 
it, it, it should be troubling to him. Like, you need to make some changes. Like, even after the fight, he said, you know, my cardio, my hand speed, everything was behind Pacquiao. And that's a problem when you're 30 years old, undefeated, champion, and a 40, almost 41-year-old guy comes in and outworks you and drops you. He didn't drop Pac. He's supposed to be the power puncher, right? Pac's this little guy who's moved up all these divisions. He even talked about it in the pre-fight buildup. No way this dude's going to do anything to me. He's too little. He's a teeny tiny little former champion that's a senator now. And look what happened. So I think Thurman has some assessments to make here. And I'm not going to come out and say that he needs a new trainer or anything like that. But he needs to get it together and see if he's going to be able to compete at that exact level he was previous. Because it's just a step below. I don't think it's a huge drop compared to where he was at but it's a big enough drop that people are going to be able to take advantage of it if you look at him matching up with spence i personally believe spence would have killed him and crushed him to the body i mean he's weak to the body he's shown this before and spence isn't a 41 year old guy that's going to have to take off spots in the second half of the fight which is generally unusual to watch for pack i will have to say that like generally he doesn't slow down but this time he started out really fast. He was blazing all over the place, throwing a lot of punches. So it makes sense that he had to conserve a little bit and then fight more in spurts. And that's what he did. And I personally believe that's what allowed Thurman to even get back in the fight. If Pac would have been able to keep his foot on that accelerator, Thurman probably wouldn't have won a round for sure. And may have not have even finished the fight. Because even late in the fight, Pac hit him to that body. He was ready to drop, man. Pac tried. He tried. He kept going down to it. He tried to get him out of there. But he's 40, 41 years old. So, I mean, for, for what it was, it was truly impressive. Because I consider Keith a legitimate champion. He wasn't a paper champion. He's fought some good guys. He had legitimate skills. And for a 40, 41-year-old Manny Pacquiao to come in there and basically dominate him, guys. I mean, he really did. The split decision throws things off, but he really did dominate him. Again, three rounds, four rounds, five rounds pushing it. You don't go past that. And he was dropped. That's pretty much dominating. So, uh, And a bigger guy, younger, bigger, stronger guy. He did that too. So it was a really impressive performance in my opinion. I don't think he can beat the Crawfords and the Spences of the world. Porter would be a very tough fight because Porter's on you like white on rice. He's going to stick to you like glue. And with Pack fading in spots and having to conserve and go more defensive, that could play it really tough because Porter is going to be right on top of you. That pressure that he would put on Manny Pacquiao would be insane. That would truly test the cardio of the four. It would be 41 years old at that point, Manny Pacquiao. So I think there's some really difficult matchups going forward. And I think when Team Pacquiao looked at the landscape and they they were trying to pick and choose who they could get the win over and possibly snatch a title. I think that's why they went with Keith. He just, he's shown a little vulnerabilities there. And they figured with Manny Pacquiao's hand speed that he'd be able to pile up enough points and be able to eke it out in the cards. And in my opinion, he didn't even have to eke it out. He won it legitimately. He won it in a UD fashion. And he beat Keith 
fair and square. I think Keith would say the same thing. I don't think there should be any controversy about the scoring other than the judges. One judge got it wrong. Two judges got it right. 15-12, 15-13 is too close in my opinion. But somewhere around there, 16-15, you know, you guys watch the fight. Manny Pacquiao, easy one. Easily won. Everybody who watched the fight said that Manny Pacquiao won. I didn't see anybody that said Keith won. I didn't see one person that said Keith Thurman won, other than Glenn Feldman, which I don't know what the hell is going on with that dude. I mean, I'm sure if I look back, I know that name. So if I know that name, why do I know judges' names? Think about that. Why Why are sometimes when they're like, Adelaide Bird? And everyone's like, we we that's a problem we shouldn't even know these judges names they should just score the fight be out of sight and get it right and you don't pay any attention you pay attention because half the time or more more often than not they're screwing up screwing around and so we're like whose card was that and then you see a trend over and over and over again of the same jackasses putting out ridiculous scorecards that 99% of the people watching the fight go, that's not even possible. And then you get into this, what the hell, boxing's corrupt. It's a black eye. Uh, A side, B side, all this other stuff that happens within the sport that takes away from it, in all honesty. So, Pac said he's going to take off the rest of the years, going back to the Philippines, got Senate session, and he'll probably fight, my guess would be sometime early in 2020, and then there's a ton of matchups. People are even talking about Mayweather coming back out. I mean, if there's enough money, he'll come back out. There's a title on the line as well. But, I mean, he's definitely going to have his pick of the litter. It's going to be Manny Pacquiao picks his opponent. I don't care if you're Crawford. I don't care if you're Spence. I don't care if you're Porter. Other than Mayweather, which they would already get together, and that's kind of like the two legends would get together, work it out, and split the money up. But other than that, Manny Pacquiao's in the driving seat. I mean, he's going to be able to pick whoever he wants on whatever terms he wants. The issue is he's ha- he has to win. And I think some of those other matches are a little more difficult than what Keith Thurman presented tonight. And I know Keith said he would he'd be happy to, you know, if Pac would give him a rematch and stuff. I don't really see Pac going right into an immediate rematch with Thurman because there's not a lot to gain there other than another fat sack of money, which unless they really don't think he, there's anybody else on the landscape that Pac can beat right now, then maybe you get another big payday and probably another win over Thurman and then see if the landscape has changed, if anything has, uh, you know, champion lost or Mayweather comes back or something like that. But otherwise, if, if they see another flawed champion or another opportunity to snatch a title somewhere or a big money fight against somebody that they think that they can be, I think that's what you would see. The reason I say think is because nothing at that age is guaranteed, right? We've already seen that Pac can't throw punches for 12 rounds nonstop like he used to. He can't move around the ring for 12 rounds like he used to. He has to take little breaks here and there. He has to go defensive. He has to rely a little more uh, you know, on his technical skills than just his pure athletic ability. So when I say these other matchups that, think they do have to be a little more careful here than in years past 
with picking opponents. You saw that with the Jeff Horn fight, right? Like he was, that was a situation where he really had nothing to gain and he ended up losing, even though people think it's disputed. The fact is he ended up losing. So at coming off this big win over Thurman, you're going to have to pick and choose here. You're going to have to be a little bit careful. And all people call it cherry picking this, that, and the other, but he's 40, going to be 41 years old. I give him a lot of slack here because the guy is a legend, regardless of what you think about him or if he was hurt against Mayweather or if they would have fought 22 years ago, none of that matters. The fact of the matter is he'd be the young, undefeated, powerful, bigger champion, and he did it fairly easily. He comes in tremendous shape. He still has tremendous hand speed. He still has awesome footwork. He just can't do it like he used to, and it's still good enough. So if he should happen to get in with a Porter or a Garcia or a Spence or a Crawford and lose... That does not taint his legacy whatsoever. It's kind of like Bernard. When Bernard was sitting up there at 45, 46, 40, I thought he was going to keep winning until he was 55 years old, right? And then you finally get that loss. You finally get, it doesn't taint. I mean, it's amazing what these guys are able to do competing against sometimes decades younger opponents, how they're able to handle them and the smarts that they have and the experience they have and still the skill set they have. And beyond that, the work ethic. Any of you that are getting older out there, and this is just for the average Joe or Jane, most of you know you can't do the same shit as well as you could when you were younger. Now imagine these guys, how much harder it is for them to do what they're able to do, right? How much harder they have to work. Just getting in shape alone. And look what kind of shape he's in. And then the hand speed and the workouts and the sparring. Everything that he's been doing for decades and decades and decades. There's no way in hell you're ever going to make me believe it's easier. It's not. He just has the heart, the determination, the dedication to keep pushing through it. And to work for his goals because he loves being a boxer. He loves the sport. And you need to love it. Trust me, at 40, 41 years old... Bernard, 45, 46, you need to love this sport with all your being to get up in those cold ass mornings and run and it's rainy and you're tired and your bones are aching. It's not like when you're a young up and comer. He's got a lot of money sleeping in silk sheets, right? I believe it was Bernard Hopkins that said it's hard to get up in the morning when you're sleeping in silk sheets. And I think he was referencing Oscar De La Hoya at that time. It is. I mean, his his whole lifestyle from where he came from when he was selling donuts on the streets in the Philippines to where he is now is completely different. So, you know, the guy truly, utterly loves the sport to come in the kind of condition he does to maintain his skill set that he does still to have his other entirely different career that he's doing pop into the United States, just beat an undefeated young champion and then go back to the Philippines for a, a Senator session. I mean, that's amazing. It truly is amazing. So I was really impressed with Pac. Like I said, of course, there there are some holes there. There's going to be. And maybe in the future when you're looking at these fights, we don't favor Pacquiao. And we think maybe he's in trouble. And maybe he should stay away from this fighter or that fighter. And you know what? That's okay. Because... He's earned the right to do that. He's earned the right to pick the big money fights 
and pick the best matchup that's, that he sees available at the stage of the game, 40, 41 years old. And that includes if it's a Mayweather fight with two old legends that people will say, you know, oh, what? why do we want to see the rematch? They're both 150 years old. Just like they said in the first fight. You guys realize that. It broke all kinds of records, but going into it, people were like, oh, this fight should have taken place X amount of years ago. And then after Mayweather won, people said, oh, Pacquiao would have beat him X amount of years ago. That's why he avoided him and blah, 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 blah. The fact of the matter is they both cashed huge checks. So I don't really want to see Mayweather come back, but if it's for a Pacquiao fight, eh, I'm not going to harp on that. Let the two legends fight again. Let them co- collect a whole bunch of money and then let them ride off into the sunset. Or I believe Pac wants to fight a little bit longer. Like Unless he suffers a really devastating KO or within himself he realizes that there's a severe amount of slippage, I think he's going to continue to fight. I don't think it's going to be like the Mayweather, how Mayweather retire, goof around for a couple years, get bored, come back. I think when Pac calls it a day, I think he's probably really going to be done because there's going to be something that happened. I think he'll get, you know, devastating knockout or he'll realize, you know, the cardio and the hand speed isn't there or, you know, there'll be some some big sign, even if we don't see it. There'll be some big sign to him that tells him, you know what, you don't have it anymore. And once he realizes he can't compete at that elite level, I think that's it. Because competition has been part of his life for so long. He's going to want to be able to compete with the top guys. I mean, sometimes you get shady decisions. Again, referencing the horn fight. Did he win? Did he lose? Right? He took that in stride. But he was able to compete. It was competitive. And regardless of who you thought won the fight, could have went either way. The same thing with this Thurman fight, right? He was competitive. He dropped the younger guy. He took the title. He's still in that arena with the top guys. Even if you're talking about Spence and Crawford, I mean, you wouldn't favor Pacquiao in those fights, certainly. He wasn't a favorite in this fight initially. The public bet him to that. But... If he was able to compete and not get blown out, then he would probably keep fighting. If it's a devastating stoppage and, you know, he just gets crushed and then maybe has another fight and it's against another young guy like Porter or something and he just can't compete, loses again, then I'm sure that Freddie for sure would be like, you need to hang it up. And I think that would probably be the end of his career. But until that happens, I think you're going to see him keep going, kind of like Bernard did. Bernard just kept competing, and he was winning, and he was causing upsets. And people were astonished at it. And he was he was perfectly fine with these. I know what I can do. I know how I can fight. I know what I'm able to do and what I can't do. And then one day, it was all gone. And then that was it. The career was over. The run was over. You know, not you're not going to be able to do it forever. We know that. Everybody knows that. These fighters know that. So I don't really have a problem with him being a little more careful on the matchmaking side, especially when you see a lot of these injuries we've had over the last couple of days. If you've been watching all the various sports all around the world, you've seen some serious injuries that have happened. So if his team wants to be a little bit more careful, I don't want to hear a lot of people saying he's ducking Spence and he's ducking Crawford. I believe those are bad matchups for him. If I was advising uh, Pacquiao, I wouldn't say go fight Spence. I wouldn't say go fight Crawford. I just wouldn't. Stylistically and how good those guys are, 
And at the stage of Pacquiao's at, I don't think they're good matchups. Could anything happen? Could he pull it out of the hat and win again? Of course. I mean, the guy is truly a living legend. Of course. He he has amazing skills still at the age of 40, 41. But on paper, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. You've got nothing to prove. At the very least, those are knockdown, drag out fights. Those are not easy fights. If those judges came up with a split decision in this Thurman fight, as a Team Pacquiao member, I'd be very worried that even if it went 12, that Pacquiao wouldn't get a decision because I believe those guys on paper performed better than what Thurman did tonight. And one crazy-ass, drunk, corrupt judge had a 14-13 Thurman with a knockdown. So nothing is guaranteed when you go to the scorecards. So I think Pacquiao has earned the right to pick and choose. I think he should pick a good money fight and make it, uh, you know, of course, if he can make the Mayweather fight. He doesn't have a lot to worry about with damage as far as Mayweather goes. Mayweather's got severely brittle hands. He's getting older as well. You're going to see some slippage there. Uh, you know, it'll still be entertaining because of the style of the the two fighters Mayweather with his defense and counter punching ability and Manny Pacquiao obviously with the hand speed and the foot speed it would still be an intriguing matchup I'm sure a lot of people will complain about it and then go see it and bet on it just like they did in the first fight so I'm interested to see what happens with Manny Pacquiao in 2020 but regardless the dude is amazing awesome performance hats off to him everybody that has had a chance to watch Manny Pacquiao throughout his career should feel really, truly blessed to be able to watch a guy like that and still be able to perform at 40 and 41 years old. The same thing I said about Bernard Hopkins. Even though his style could be stanky at times, even though he could be boring, even though he did the holding and hitting the hip and all the veteran tricks and stuff, I mean, it's truly amazing when you think about what these guys are doing in combat sports at that age. Hell, there's 40 and 41-year-olds that are so overweight they can't even walk, got rickety knees and probably should be in a wheelchair or old, old folks home. I mean, what these guys are doing at the level that they're doing it at is truly and utterly amazing, and it, it should inspire all of you. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.